1: And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. Hey
0: everybody, welcome to Move the Sticks presented by the Ford F-Series. He's Bucky Brooks, I'm Daniel Jeremiah, and Bucky, the regular season is here. We have NFL football.
2: Yes, absolutely here, and I'm excited we get a great game on Thursday night to kick it off and then we have an outstanding weekend with a bunch of competitive games I'm excited to see what happens in the NFL this week
0: yeah we've got a busy NFL weekend week one we've got a great slate of college football games we're going to touch on all that we're going to focus on the rookie quarterbacks what we saw from them in the preseason maybe what we can expect to see from them as we go through the year and we have a very special guest I don't want to tip it off yet but we have a very (laughs) special guest you guys are really going to enjoy that but Bucky before we get to that Big news just kind of came down, and unfortunately for Browns fans, it's something all too familiar, and that's disappointment. You have Miles Garrett, the number one overall pick. Excited to see him go up against the Pittsburgh Steelers, the rivalry game, Week One. What's he going to do? Well, nothing. He, he's not going to play. He has a high ankle sprain and is going to be out for a few weeks, looks like.
2: And it's really a big loss. Joe Hayden had just come out and said that he expected the guy to be a Pro Bowl player. Joe Hayden, who's now with the Pittsburgh Steelers after playing with him the entire training camp, thought that Miles Garrett showed some special traits. Without him for four to six weeks, it certainly affects that front seven. But I think this Browns defense is going to be a very feisty and competitive defense with or without Miles Garrett. It's a huge loss, but I don't think it's really going to affect how they perform the first part of the season. Yeah, I'm just disappointed
0: though. I mean, look, it it reminds me when I was working with the Browns and before the season, the year before in 07, I believe it was, coming off a 10-win season and Braylon Edwards had played great and excited to see what he was going to do and then Dante Stallworth stepped on his foot uh, and missed a majority of training camp, and just he really never, career never, never was the same. Never was the same guy. So, anyways, I, I hope that uh, we see Miles Garrett get healthy. He's battled these injuries in the past. Um, hopefully, he gets healthy at some point in time this year. We can see him because I think he's gonna be he's gonna be a great player, Buck. But uh, let's move on outside the injury information here. We got to make some predictions. You ready? Uh, yeah, let's do it. I like predictions. All right, let's jump in here. Let's start right at the tippy tippy top. Let's go Super Bowl matchup. Who, who you got?
2: Okay, I'm going to go off the grid. I know everyone is saying that the New England Patriots are penciled in. You can pretty much print the shirts, write up all the little stuff that they're going to repeat. But I'm going to go off the grid and I'm going to say the Seattle Seahawks will take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's not that the off the grid. It is no, off the no, grid. No, that's not that no, off the No, no one is big, no Come on. Everybody has said that New England's going undefeated. Uh-huh. You can't find a loss on their schedule. And for me to go out on a limb. To be the lone wolf and to say that they're not going to the Super Bowl—that's a big, that's a big prediction. All
0: right, who wins it then? If you've
2: got Seahawks, Steelers—we've seen this before. But. I mean, we have seen it before, but I'm gonna go and say that Seattle wins. They're going to flip it this time. They're going to flip it this time because the addition of Sheldon Richardson is the thing that kind of pushes them over the top. When I look at this team, this defense, and them getting back to who they are, they're a defense that now has eight pro bowlers in their starting lineup. You talk about the ability to take Sheldon Richardson and Michael Bennett and put them inside, rush with Frank Clark and Cliff Averill on the outside. You have the Legion of Boom in the back end. Defensively, it's going to be tough to stop to to score on this group. And then if they can just get a running game, a running attack, we got a bunch Lacey of backs, straws, whoever Chris Carson, whoever emerges with Russell Wilson playing, I believe this Seattle team is going to be a 14 and two team in the regular season that'll give them the number one seed. If they get the number one seed, they have to go through. The Pacific Northwest to win it. I just don't think teams can do it.
0: All right, look, I, I, look you got a rematch there, uh, Super Bowl we've seen before. I'm going to kind of go off that same line of thinking here because I'm going to go Giants Patriots oh, once way again. Way to go out. Way to go out. We on have limb. yeah. The, come on, it is out in a limb here. The Giants. <laughs> come on. Uh, no, look, this is, a, this is a matchup, I think, when you look at complete teams. And the Giants, to me, defensively, up front, Jason Pierre, Paul, and company can get after the quarterback. Have a great secondary led by Landon Collins. And I know they're going to score a bunch of points with all the weapons they have for Eli Manning. Evan Ingram, a key, a key figure in that, too. The rookie, I think you're going to see him have a really solid year. So I think the Giants are going to be outstanding. The Patriots... I know Julian Edelman's not there. Last year, Gronk wasn't there. What happened, Buck? No, they won. They won the whole thing. So, uh, when I look at how this all shakes out, Giants, Patriots, the Giants have had their number. But Tom Coughlin's down in Jacksonville now. He's not coaching the Giants. I'm going to say this time the so Patriots they get him. The Patriots flip it around. So, we're kind of on the same line wow. of thinking there. The Patriots end up uh, go ahead and win another Super Bowl. Ho-hum. Uh, I don't know if it's – they even throw a parade anymore. Get, <laughs> we're getting so used to this whole thing. But I think with Gronk and Hogan – I think they'll be able to to offset the loss of Julian Edelman. I
2: think I think the big addition is Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks coming over, and I believe they will find a role for Philip Dorsett as well to make some key contributions. May not have a lot of catches, but he's going to have some impact plays over the course of the season.
0: All right, so that's who we have for the Super Bowl. Now let's uh, let's jump into some individual awards here. Uh, MVP, Bucky. Who are you think?
2: Well, if I say that the Seattle Seahawks are going, to win just going the Super all Ball, in on the Seahawks. I'm gonna say all in. The MVP has to come from that team. If you're 14 and two, then all the glory goes to the quarterback. Russell Wilson would be the league MVP. I'm not saying he's going to put up remarkable statistics, but he's going to play in such an efficient manner that you can't you can't avoid giving him the award. I just believe he does this because he's going to be the director of the best team in football, the Seattle Seahawks. All right. Well, I think I think the numbers do end up
0: matter, and I, I think you got to find a good team. But you got to have some big numbers. I don't know if Russell is ever going to get those huge, huge numbers. However, Derek Carr for the Oakland Raiders, he is going to get those numbers. He stays healthy for a full sixteen. They are going to be explosive down the field with the pass catchers he has. Know about Amari Cooper? We know about Crabtree. Uh, Seth Roberts is nice in the slot. And yep. Bucky, I saw this team in the preseason. Defensively in the secondary. They're not great, nope. which means I think they could be in some shootouts this year. Which oh, that's good. a little fantasy. If you don't take. take your you don't take your foot off the gas. They're going to win a lot of high scoring games. I think Derek Carr has a huge statistical year, and I think the Raiders get in the postseason. That's enough for Derek Carr to get the MVP. Wow, I just put it out there. Do you have him in the championship game? Nah, in, maybe in your,
2: in your prediction? Did you have? No,
0: no, not 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 in the Super Bowl. No. in the championship game. In the AFC championship game. We're not predicting that today. Oh, I have goodness. time. Uh, all right, let's go. Let's keep moving through these awards. Your defensive player of the year.
2: How about the three-time winner J.J. Watt comes back and gets his fourth defensive player at the I'm gonna say he comes back and he comes back better than he's ever been. He rejoins a defensive lineup that is loaded at the point of attack. Jadavian Clowney, Whitney Mercurius, their ability to create one-on-one opportunities is going to be fantastic. Look for this guy to get 15 plus sacks and really put this Texans defense on his back. I'll
0: tell you what. It, what warms my heart, not only your opinion on J.J. Watt, it's just looking behind the glass and seeing Sully back there. Just producer Sully just smiling and grinning. I mean, it's the football season is back. He could not be happier. Look at him back there. It's look back, at that. fellas. Oh, look at you. What's going on? Oh, you look great, man. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, guys. Uh, for three hours sleep or whatever you get, not bad, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Buck, let's jump back in here. Defensive player of the year. You and J.J. Watt won the award before. I believe Luke Kuechly won the award. Wow. Luke Keekly- I got yeah. Luke Kuechly winning this thing this year for the Carolina Panthers. I think the Panthers, as a team, have a big bounce-back year. I think defensively, when you look at guys that can make plays, run, pass, Luke Kuechly is that guy. Middle of the field, going to show you that range, sideline to sideline. I love what he does in coverage. I think this could be a year like you're seeing him do right now where he gets you know two or three defensive scores. That will perk the attention of uh, yep. of some voters out there.
2: I got Luke Kuechly winning the defensive player of the year. Man, it's hard to dispute it. I like this defense. I like defense coordinator Steve Wilkes adding a little more man That's coverage to the unit. I think this defense is going to be better. Uh, you can't go wrong with Luke Keekly or J.J. Watt. Those guys. Do we have a dark horse guy? Is Someone else that we, we're missing? Like, I'm surprised Khalil Mack won it last year. Von Miller. Yeah, pa- hey, we look at pass- You
0: look at passers. Joey Bosa. I would put
2: him in that mix. I think Joey Bosa is a nice little dark horse. All, All right. right, there you go. Good
0: All one. right, let's uh, let's go
2: to offensive rookie of the year. Who do you think? There's been a lot of buzz about this guy, and I'm going to continue to join on Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook for the Minnesota Vikings, uh, to me, I think he's the truth at the position. He is a complete running back. Um, He can run inside, outside. He has the ability to create big plays in the run game or pass game. And I really think advantage, I think they're going to take advantage of his skills in the pass game. I look for him to have maybe 45, 50 catches out the backfield, 1,300 yards on the ground. I think if he hits those numbers, you're going to have to give him the offensive rookie of the year to work. And when I talked to Rick Spielman, he talked about this guy's special. We haven't had a running back that can do all of the things that he can do. Says a lot, considering the had
0: Adrian Peterson. No question. Look, he's he's a big-time player. Not totally sold on that revamped offensive line. We'll see how that all comes together for them. I'm going to go with the, with uh, Christian McCaffrey. I'm going to stay at the running back position. And man, McCaffrey, Carolina Panthers. I told you I'm pushing my chips in on the Panthers, man. Uh, McCaffrey, look, he's going to have – the splash plays, the wow plays where he makes people miss. He's gonna have long touchdowns. I I contend though, look, you can run him between the tackles. He did it all he did is run power at Stanford. He's strong. He can he can break tackles inside. And then when you get in passing situations, I don't think we've seen all that he can do uh, in the preseason. They, they save that stuff. You're going to see him get split out in the slot a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised to see a little wild calf either. Just throw him back there, take, some, oh, of that, like take some of those hits off Cam Newton, let him run the ball down there and uh, in, in, get inside the red zone. So I think McCaffrey has a huge year. He's my pick for rookie of the year. I mean, I
2: can't dispute that. I, I believe these two guys are the firm runners for the award. I think they're going to get enough touches and opportunities to really showcase their skills. I like what Christian McCaffrey has been able to do and tease us with in the preseason. Season, I do expect the Panthers to open it up expand the playbook a little bit I don't think he's going to leave the field much at all even though Jonathan Stewart is a starter they can be out I can expect time. Christian McCaffrey to be on the field being in the slot be beside him he's going to be a major factor in this game plan. by the way underrated term in football the sidecar I,
0: I love the sidecar, sidecar. getting the pistol put, the, put that back right now <laughs> makes me think of Sean Connery and uh in the, what was it, Indiana Jones movie? Well, he is, yeah, Harrison Ford was in the, Harrison Ford, the absolutely.
2: Are. All right, let's go uh, next award here, Defensive Rookie of the Year. What do you think? Derek Barnett from the Philadelphia Eagles. And this is going to be tough for Derek Barnett to pull this off because he's part of a deep and talented rotation up front. But we saw the flashes in the preseason, his ability to get to the quarterback, He's going to command a lot of attention. I think he has an opportunity to get 10 or more sacks. He is a natural pass rusher, great hands, outstanding first-step quickness, and he just understands the craft. Much like Joey Bosa was able to get 10.5 sacks as a rookie, I believe their games are very, very similar, and because of that I look for him to have an immediate impact coming off the edge.
0: Yeah, look, it reminds me of Terrell Suggs when I was in Baltimore that rookie year. He didn't start. He was in on sub packages, got double-digit sacks, and was, was the rookie of the year. That's the same thing. Derek Barnett's going to try and pull off. Look, I'm going to go to one of our favorite guys. We loved him throughout the draft process, and Bucky watching him in the preseason, he did not disappoint. Reuben Foster for the 49ers. I don't know how good this team's going to be. I don't know how many games they're going to win. But I do know one thing. You better strap on your chin strap when you see this boy coming at you because Reuben Foster hits anything that moves, Buck. I mean, he is so dynamic, so explosive, and he plays with fanatical effort. I love everything about Reuben Foster's game. The big concern, obviously, was the shoulder. I, I mean, I guess. Look,
2: shoulder looks good to me. Looks good to me. Like, now it's, it's kind of funny the fact that he went at the bottom Ooh. of the ground. When you watch him on tape and watch the way that he played throughout, throughout the preseason, you saw the explosiveness, the quick key in diagnose, the violence, the tenacity, versatile inside linebacker. They missed that when Patrick Willis surprisingly decided to retire. You now get that back this defense is going to be a lot better than people expect. And because they're playing a very simplified scheme where they can kind of play, I, I think their D coordinator says, all gas, no brakes, that is the <laughs> perfect remedy for what Ruben Foster wants to be able to do.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you what, I'm teaching my, my daughter how to drive right now. That just oh, made me more, more brakes. Yeah, a lot more brakes, a little breaks. less gas. More brakes. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's move on now to talk about some of these rookie quarterbacks. I don't know how many of these guys we're going to see during the year. So far, it looks like Deshaun Kaiser, obviously – Going to trot out there week one. We'll see how much these other guys get in as the season rolls on. But I thought before we get too far away from the preseason, let's evaluate these guys. Let's start with Mitchell Trubisky, Buck. What'd you see from him in the preseason?
2: I mean, he was better than expected. Of course, I think we have to kind of temper the expectations and the evaluation based on who he played. A lot of his work was done against the twos and threes, playing in the third and fourth quarters. But what I liked about him, I loved the accuracy, the timing and anticipation, and the mobility. He showed even more than some people. Recognizing. I thought the Bears put him in the right situation. He looked very comfortable. The game wasn't too big for him. He did a great job of putting the ball exactly where it needed to be placed. And so you can make the argument that he outplayed Mike Glennon during the preseason and probably could have been the starter. But the fact they have him as the backup and they continue to go with the developmental plan, kudos to Mitchell Trubisky because he really showed and proved that he was worthy of being the number two big based on his play during the preseason.
0: Yeah, look, you see my grade there. I gave him an A for what he did in the preseason. I thought he was outstanding. And to me – Working through progressions, that, that to me is what kind of set him apart from all these other quarterbacks. Just quick, just getting through it. One, balls three, ball's gone. Uh, to me, it's a, it's a nice upside there that you have for the Bears. The challenge is going to be the schedule. It is brutal, I and mean, you try and find the soft spot to enter him into this schedule. I don't know where it is, Buck. So I don't maybe, know. How. Maybe maybe they knew that,
2: which is why they were saying yeah, he's going to yeah, rest. It yeah, this let's year. get let's
0: get Glennon out there and let him go. But I thought it was a fantastic preseason for Trubisky. I thought he was the best in show among these rookie quarterbacks. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Buck. I had him just below uh, Trubisky. There, gave him a B plus. Some just spectacular wow plays uh, that highlighted his performance. Some inconsistency. Some stuff we kind of expected. Going you know, to take a little bit of time. A little raw. But, man, he's got a hose, and he made some special throws.
2: I think wow kind of captures his preseason. The wow comes in the athleticism and the arm talent. He makes some ridiculous throws. He is a special talent when it comes to being able to throw the football from various platforms. The thing is you have to kind of be cautious and cautiously optimistic about how that would translate in the regular seasons because some of the throws that he made in the preseason, he won't be able to get away with those against the starters. Um, I credit Andy Reid and those guys for really putting him in a very, very comfortable offense. We saw a lot of at-the-line of scrimmage throws, a lot of bubble screens and the like. They put him on the move a little bit. We saw some of the scramble plays. He needs more time. And I know there's a rush to get him on the field ahead of Alex Smith from the fan bases. But right now, Alex Smith is a superior player. Alex Smith understands how to play winning football. Patrick Mahomes could be special. I still think he has to work out some of the kinks in terms of taking care of the ball, and avoiding some of those risky throws that are eventually going to lead to turnover.
0: Yeah, screens and scrambles. I mean, saw a lot of those when you watched him play in the preseason. But, man, I think the, the future is bright there. It just might take a little while to get to that point. Don't rush it. Uh, with Mahomes. By the way, I thought about a fantasy team name. I was going to go. This is for Mahomes, but it didn't. <laughs> for my it, it didn't work. Uh, how about Deshaun Watson? What'd you see from him, Buck? Yeah, I gave him a C. I thought it was a little bit. Eh.
2: Yeah, but but I think I think that is what it is. I think it has been an up and down preseason. There were some nice moments uh, when he came and played against the Carolina Panthers. The first preseason game, we saw him uh, look really really comfortable on the stage. This is a game where I think you saw more of the trouble spots. The New Orleans Saints uh, really came after them. They attacked them. They blitzed them. You saw the inconsistency. Consistencies, not only with the timing and anticipation, but the ball placement was a little all over the place. Um, The big thing with Deshaun Watson, we know that he has the wow fact, he has the it fact, he has the ability to win games. Still has to work through some of those things. But when he plays in his comfort zone, quick rhythm timing, uh, short game, allowed to kind of spread the field and see the open lanes. He still can be very effective, just didn't play to the level of some of the other rookie quarterbacks thus far.
0: Yeah, drive-throw ball placement to me was a little bit of an issue there. But I'll be honest with you, some of the pressures that they saw when you're watching it, there was nowhere to go with the football. I mean, that's one of the challenges of trying to evaluate preseason is because you're not game-planning. There were no outs for him. So, at so, some point in time, like, man, he's holding the ball. I'm looking at the tape, the All-22 tape. He's got no no answers. No, nobody, nobody. No answers nobody, built nobody's
2: in. Nobody's coming for you. There's not a side adjust or a hot yeah. route where you can go to. And because they didn't necessarily game plan, man, when, when teams are dialing it up, you don't have those attack, those blitz beaters to really take advantage of it.
0: No question. All right, how about Deshaun Kaiser? He is going to be starting for the Cleveland Browns. We talked about the, the disappointment with Miles Garrett's injury, but we are going to get to see one rookie. It's mo- at the most important position, and I gave uh, Kaiser a B for his efforts in the preseason. You know, he,
2: here's the thing with Deshaun Kaiser. I think he he played much like he played during his time at Notre Dame. I think it's very easy to look at him and say that he has all the requisite traits to be a franchise quarterback. He's big. He's athletic. He has A-plus arm talent. He can make every throw in the book, and when he is locked on, he throws outstanding time and touch and anticipation. However – it's the discipline in terms of his footwork in the pocket and his composure in the pocket just to make the right things happen. He's going to have some ups and downs. But I thought you saw enough to say, look, he's better than any option that they have currently on the roster. And you can see why he should be the first rookie quarterback to play over to other quarterbacks.
0: Yeah, the upside, when you stack him up with everybody else in their roster, it's not even close. His, his ceiling is so much higher. The challenge is going to be there's going to be some struggles, I think, early on with this, with this team and this offense. Is just him just, hey, stay the course. Just play within yourself. Don't try and do too much. The good news is the offensive line looks good with the new pieces they've added. They able there. to run the football. They've got to be able to run the football and keep the score down on defense and not put it on him. But they go into Pittsburgh, and he throws the ball 40-plus times. It's not good. That ain't going to work. I think
2: the pitch count for him and, and for most rookie quarterbacks, you don't want them over that 30 pass attempt mark. If they're throwing over 30 times, that's too much. You want to be able to run it, uh, really manage the situation. What I want to see from Kaiser is, has little to do with the physical and more to do with the mental. I wanna see his composure, and his confidence the first four games of the season. Can he keep his composure? Can he remain confident as the leader of a team that doesn't appear to have a lot of weapons on the outside? Because if he can maintain his mental focus, I believe he's going to have an opportunity to be a really, really good player.
0: All right, you see there at the bottom of the screen, you can find uh, my QB progress reports on these rookies, NFL.com slash Daniel Jeremiah. Buck, let's take a look at this schedule here. Week one of the NFL, there are some great games on here. that get me fired up. But Of course, you see we do have one that, that got moved, Bucks dolphins is uh, is moving to week eleven due to Hurricane Irma? But man, Buck, look at the the matchups we have here. There's some some beauties, Clark. Some yeah, beauties. right did
2: the Jets and the Bills. I'm excited about the Jets <laughs> at the Bills. That is a great game. It's the Sean McDermott era. You have to be excited. The fans in Buffalo have to be excited about that. You're you're excited about that game too, uh, right? Yeah, I like that sell.
0: Uh How about Raiders Titans sneaky good game of the week?
2: Oh, that's a really good game. If you look, I mean, I, cause look, Seahawks Packers getting a lot of
0: attention. Eagles Redskins Cowboys Giants, but. For my money, Raiders Titans might be the most entertaining game of the whole week. Absolutely, I mean it's a very entertaining game. If you want to see Marcus Mariota continue to progress? That should be a fun game to watch. You see the Bucks Dolphins game there on the bottom getting moved. Uh, Chargers Broncos. I mean, that's look at the pass rushers in that game. That's going to be fun. Adrian Peterson going back to Minnesota. I mean, there's, Sunday night there, you got Christian McCaffrey and uh, and Solomon Thomas, the Stanford rookies, uh, squaring off against each other. Week good, one. good game
2: do you think Ruben Foster is going to hit Christian McCaffrey at some
0: point? In uh, yes, that will, <laughs> that, 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 that will take place. Um, Buck, look, we, we have so many stars in this league, and even rookies that we expect to be stars. But for every Batman, you've got to have a good Robin. And oh, absolutely. I thought this would be kind of a fun thing to go through here. We're looking for some, some sidekicks that we think are going to be super this weekend. So guys, not necessarily the main guy, but the other guy that we expect some big things from. Why don't you, you give us one here? Okay, we talked about this
2: guy from Path to the Draft on. Cooper Cup for the L.A. Rams. He is going to be a spectacular playmaker as a complimentary piece, as a sidekick for the L.A. Rams. Sammy Watkins coming over, Robert Woods. Those are your one and twos. But this guy in the slot. And we saw when they started game planning, the ball found Cooper Cup a lot. (laughs) Jared Goff has a nice rhythm and, and rapport with Cooper Cup. This guy is going to be a reception machine. Look for him to get about eight to ten receptions as they kind of feed him in those third and critical situations.
0: I like that. I'm all in on Cooper Cup after seeing him in the preseason. I'm going to stay with the rookies. I'm going to go to the Chicago Bears. Uh, Tariq Cohen. Oh, Bucky. man. It's our guy, Bucky, from North Carolina ANT. Another one we loved going through the draft process. He's doing the same things at the NFL level he did at North Carolina ANT. He is so, so explosive, and he's strong. He's, he's popping off tacklers, he's got great vision. I said he's like Darren Sproles with a rocket strapped to his back. It's mean, fun to watch, and I think you're going to see him unleash in the passing game. I think they save some of that stuff, and you're going to see him. Look at how Tyreek Hill's been used with the Kansas yep. City Chiefs. I think you could see Tariq Cohen do a lot of those same things for the Bears.
2: Man, the people in Greensboro, Aggie Pride, they are excited about Tariq Cohen because they felt like he was an underrated prospect. The fact he went in the fourth round, he has a lot of juice to this offensive lineup. You're right. I know they have Jordan Howard there. This guy's going to play a big role in that offense, especially because they don't have dominant wide receivers on the outside. All right, I went with the
0: running back. You got another running back for me? Marlon
2: Mack. I mean, we're all with the rookies. Marlon Mack had an opportunity to play in the preseason. Later in the preseason, we saw some of the specialness in terms of his burst, his ability to get to the second level, has some wiggle. I know Frank Gore is entrenched as the number one, but at some point they're going to have to turn it over to the young fella I think Marlon Mack is going to be able to handle that role and responsibility well. Look for him to be a guy that kind of turns out those 100-yard games, particularly when they get Andrew Luck back. I like what he brings to the table. All right, I'm going to go uh, with a veteran. We've talked to all these rookies.
0: Alshon Jeffrey, we know is going to end up being Carson Wentz's number one target, big free agent addition. But there was another free agent addition, and Torrey Smith, who's been kind of forgotten yes. about. Torrey Smith's going to provide the deep ball element for this team. I know he kind of disappeared in San Francisco. They had their issues throwing the football but he, he looked good in the preseason, a limited opportunities. You saw him get deep vertical here against the Miami Dolphins. I think they're going to stretch his legs out a little bit, get him going vertical, and you're going to see Alshon Jeffrey do a lot of the dirty work. And I think Torrey Smith as a sidekick, especially this week, week one against the Washington Redskins, look for him to get vertical create a couple big plays. Well, that's what
2: he can do. He can take the top off the defense. And with Alshon Jeffrey being able to do all the dirty work, you have to find someone over the top at some point defenses, the Washington Redskins in particular, may have to shift to double cover for Alshon Jeffrey. I like the one-on-one matchup with Torrey Smith on the backside. All right, Buck, uh, you got another one for me here? Here we go. So I'm going to go to the Cleveland Browns. And originally my plan was Miles Garrett and Jabril Peppers. I think they both are kind of complements of one another. But with Garrett out, I'm going to go all Jabril Peppers playing. Safety. He's got to be Batman now. He has to, be he's going to have to do everything. <laughs> Justice League, this that, that, is who he is. <laughs> Jabril Peppers really showed a lot of improvement and progress as a free safety during the preseason. We saw him make plays on the ball. Yes, he certainly can add an element in the kick return game, but his ability to track the ball is better. We question his ball skills. He showed that he has some of those. And Greg Williams' defense, look for him to be a big-time playmaker. All right, we've gone back
0: to the rookies, and we just can't get away from him. Can't get away from him. i got to throw another one out there because with the Giants – we know about Odell Beckham, but I'm telling you, he's got a nice new sidekick in rookie tight end Evan. Oh, right in the middle, Evan Ingram. It, for those that haven't seen him play, just just tune in and watch him this week, and tell me what you think, because you're going to see somebody who's built like Larry Fitzgerald. He's faster than Larry Fitzgerald, and he and he plays in the slot. Plays kind of a flex tight end. They'll see him put his hand in the ground some. Uh, but man, Bucky, he is. A matchup nightmare for linebackers and safeties. He's going to have a big year, and I think it starts week one.
2: Oh, absolutely. He should have a big year because he's a jumbo wide receiver, basically. You're putting him out there against the linebackers and safeties. They don't have a chance. His athleticism, his speed, his route running ability. Look for him to have a bunch of advantageous matchups in between the hashes. He should have a big game. Look, if you've, you've got a
0: good Batman, that's great. Everybody needs a good Robin. Jogging onto the field is Jake Olson. Number 61, sightless, being helped onto the field by one of his teammates, and he will long snap back for this extra point in a college football game. Kid grew up as an SC fan, visited Trojan practices, and those of you who have remained here to see this are seeing something special indeed. The snap is perfect, the kick is up, and the kick is good. Jake Olson, swarmed over by his teammates. That was easily the highlight of my weekend there, watching college football, seeing Jake Olsen out on that field with a beautiful snap. And, Bucky, I'm pumped. We've got Jake on the phone here with us. And, and Jake, i got to ask you, what was that feeling like, uh, getting that, that uh, tap on the shoulder Coach Heldon coming over and saying, hey, you're in, pal?
1: Well, it was, it was interesting because I knew by on Thursday that there was a, a great possibility of, of me playing on Saturday. And then on Friday, um, Coach Heldon confirmed that. And so by Saturday, I knew I was going to go win at some point in the game. Well, you know, kudos to Western Michigan for giving us one heck of a game. But they, uh, you know, it it, it was – the snap was definitely delayed. And and to be honest, I kind of had mentally accepted that probably Saturday wasn't going to be the day I snapped. So sure enough, when Marvell took the interception bat, you know, my holder ran up to me and said, hey, you ready? And I (laughs) – and I said, well, I'm not really that warm, but, yeah, let's, let's do it. And <laughs> so during the time, I would took a few snaps and got in there. But, you know, it was, it was, it was fun just because I was, I was told prior and was so I could expect it, but at the same time, just because of the flow of the game, I almost lost that, that sense of, of nervousness and excitement just because I, I didn't think it was actually going to happen. So then right when that pick six happened, it, it all stirred up again.
2: You know, Jake, obviously as a long-time Trojan fan and didn't have an opportunity to play there, what is it like not only being able to do the snap in the Coliseum, but after the game, in front of the fans, being a part of the lore and the band and all of that stuff, what is it like? Like, is it a dream come true to, oh, to yeah, participate it's, it's, in being all that?
1: Honor. I mean, just just to think, you know, when I, when I think to myself, just I snapped I, I snapped as a, as a USC Trojan in the Coliseum, I and mean, that's, just, that's just something special, and then, just to revel with you know again Trojan Nation and the band and everyone involved who's been following me and you know loves and supports me and it's just it was a really really cool feeling and just knowing that I accomplished that goal in my life and you know actually took advantage of the opportunity and you know I, I again I want I'm just so grateful to Coach Helton and all of USC and and Western Michigan as well and my teammates it just it just was it was so awesome for all of us because you know we're we're all a part of it.
0: Well, Jake, I want to get to uh, the, the earlier story. For those that don't know it, it's it's an unbelievable story and your relationship with this USC program and, and Coach Pete Carroll goes back a ways. Uh, but before we do that, i got to ask you, man, do you let anybody else on the bench press at USC? Because I see all these pictures of this little kid <laughs> hanging around the program, and now I see this swole-up long snapper, man. You've been living in the weight room, haven't you, dude? Uh,
1: yes, I, I love, I love lifting. It's uh it's something that, you know, just beyond beyond the, the actual, uh, I guess, Necessity of it, you know. I just, I just love, love doing it. You know, I, I got here about 185 pounds, and now, now I'm sitting somewhere around like 230. So I, I, definitely put on some, some muscle and some, some size to, again, to show, show that some of the doctors that were maybe skeptical that I could, I could be out there.
0: Yeah, you definitely been getting after it in the weight room. I'll tell you what, it was a beautiful snap by the way. But for those that don't know, um, you, you lose your sight at, at age 12. But your relationship with the USC football program even started before that, didn't it?
1: Yes, I grew up a huge Trojan fan. Uh, my dad received his MBA here, but beyond that, I mean, just growing up in, in, in near L.A. and seeing the Trojans dominate in the 2000s. I mean, unless unless you were a, a, a unless you were a UCLA grad, I don't I don't see how you weren't a Trojan fan. <laughs> so, basically, <clears throat> when I was 12 years old and was losing my remaining eye and was gonna, it was told I was going to go completely blind. Coach Hero called me. And my family had said, hey, we'd love to have you up to a practice. Well, little did I know that practice was going to turn into a pretty much an honorary member spot on the team with, you know, going to meetings and practice and dinners afterwards and traveling with the team and going to hotels and locker rooms and games. It just was, it was you know, an all-access just let's love Jake, let's be with Jake during this hard time with him. And, I mean, that was just so, so special. And, you know, from there, it, it really – I became a fan um, and I, from a fan to, to really part of the family. And, and, you know, that obviously never stopped even until today.
2: You know, and speaking of that relationship with Coach Carroll, have you had an opportunity to talk to him after the snap, after everything took place this weekend?
1: Yes, yes. Uh, he called me right after the game. Um, he, he first left me a, actually a, a little video message through text. But he was he was actually crying uh, so much, and he, he kind of like cut it short. And then he like called me a couple hours later saying, I'm sorry, like, I, I was crying. He um, just was so special for him, and you know, it's just, you know, we're we're, we're really good friends. I mean, we built a relationship, and you know, obviously, we we agree with, uh, in a, in our mindset to just how to how to approach life and adversity in a lot of ways. And for him just to put his arms around me and kind of be my mentor and bring me up, and then for him to watch me do that probably was very special.
0: Well, Jake, this is a pretty powerful message to everybody out there uh, that might have any obstacle in front of them. What's your what's your message to to folks out there? About what you can put your mind to and what you can accomplish
1: well, I just want to definitely be a uh, be an example of someone who you know wasn 't dealt the the most fair hand uh, you know hands of cards cards of hands and uh basically just realizing that you will face adversity, there will be tough times, but it's it's, it's a shame if you you focus in, on being the victim or you focus on you know Finding an excuse and using that as an excuse not to chase your dreams, but instead having a mindset of okay, yes this wasn't fair, yes this 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 isn't right, but I'm not going to let it stop me. You know I'm going to have that determination and that that mental toughness and you know, almost that stubbornness too of just working through adversity, finding a way, believing in yourself, not focusing on those who are telling you you can't do something, or focusing on the situation, but instead focusing on what you can have, what you do have, and what you can do. Um, and that you know that's what I do.
0: Well, Jake, you definitely seem like you you've been goal oriented and attacking this thing. So now that you've achieved this goal, what's what's next for you?
1: Well, I definitely want to get out there more. You know, these last two years of, of my my college uh, football career, I, I want to you know make as many memories as I can and, and, and really you know get out there as much as I can. Um, but beyond that, you know, I just want, I want to continue to inspire people. You know, I motivationally speak, so I want to want to continue to do that um, and just. Really, you know, I'm earning a great degree here at USC, so we'll see where that takes me. And, and just really, again, I've been given so much. I've been given lots of ex- experiences and opportunities. So I just want to work hard on those and take advantage of them.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, it's a, it's our pleasure to talk to you. It was awesome to see you on the field on Saturday. Big game for the Trojans coming up against Stanford. We wish you and uh, USC a lot of luck this weekend, and hopefully get a chance to visit with you again down the line, man.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you. Keep your eyes out.
0: <laughs> Thank you, sir. On. All right, Bucky, what a cool story there with Jake Olsen. And uh, I'll tell you what, his team, they have a big game coming up against Stanford. Oh, you think? There are a bunch of big games, though. This is a, this is one of the better week two slates of college football that I can ever remember.
2: I mean, it's, a, it's an outstanding week. And I think more teams are taking advantage of, hey, play a good team early. Let's see exactly where we are. Because we still can make up for it, still get into the playoffs, so it doesn't affect it. Let's see them play against some fastballs. All right, let's make some picks. But before we do that, this is my favorite part of the show. Of course, right it's now. your let's, favorite part. Of let's take a look show. at the standings
0: based off last week's picks. Keep in mind that Kent. Tried to get me because he put the App State game on there. So I obviously pick App State. We'll never go against them. Georgia got after him pretty good, but somehow Bucky still found a way. This is a worst to first this is a this is a this is a Hollywood movie after what I did last year to bounce back and be in first place. I mean it's
2: nice and I'm sitting there down at the bottom and what we're doing is we're playing possum. You know, right. from the South we're playing possum. We're just gonna land the cut and then we'll we'll sneak and we'll get back on top at the end. I'm seven and four, Kent and Sully
0: six and five. You're right there though. Five and six. Five and You're not six. far behind. So, Buck. So you, you can catch right up. Hurt. I don't know if it's gonna happen this week though. Hurt. Uh let's do a couple biggies here. We've got Oklahoma State at Ohio State, Buck. This is uh this is a beatdown last year. Ohio State at Oklahoma, and now the Buckeyes get him at home. What are you thinking?
2: I'm going with Oklahoma. Uh, is it what? Oklahoma. Excuse Oklahoma, excuse me, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Playing, wins. They're playing
0: at Ohio State. I know they're
2: playing at Ohio State, but I saw it's that not Ohio University. I saw that Ohio, it's, State, it's Ohio State struggle against Indiana, and we know that Oklahoma has superior personnel and a better quarterback, Baker Mayfield. I mean, I know we're not into making bold predictions, but I think Baker Mayfield may have. You see, I'm, I'm gonna slide that number over. See if that works. Whoa! Like, that starts with a four. Baker Mayfield may have 400, 400 yards wow. on Ohio State Buckeyes passing. Wow. How about that? You like wow. that? Uh, can no. I get your business? I'm going to go. I just, go just sent that number over there. You can be happy about. I'm going to go
0: Buckeyes. Well, hold on. I, I might change. I have Ohio State right now. Here's one thing: is it if you're sitting on your. But are you allowed – you're down, right? You can't – you, you can't, are. You can't complete a pass while you're on you're, your you, back, no, you right? Can't.
1: No, Okay. Can't. Just
2: make No. If that rule had
0: changed, Ooh. I was going to change my You pick, see those, but
2: those, nah, man, I, those offensive linemen up front from Oklahoma? Yeah, they're going to get turned inside we'll out. They got, they got
0: turned inside out, out last it's year. Game All right. I, I like Ohio State. You like Oklahoma. We'll see how that shakes out. I think that's a two-pointer, by the way. That is the two-point special. Oh, okay. I'm good. I, I that. love that. All right. This is
2: a great game. Auburn at Clemson. Jared Stidham, hop on board, Buck. I like Jared Stidham. Jared Stidham is going to be an outstanding player. They have some nice quarterbacks in the SEC this year. Like I'll, I'll talk about Stidham, but also Drew Locke from Missouri is one that we. I got to look at him. A little buzz on him. A lot of buzz on him. But in this one, I'm gonna go with Clemson. Yeah, let's not get too cute here. That, no, no, no. That that front line: Dexter Lawrence, Christian Wilkins, some of those other guys. They they have it. And when I look at Clemson, they still have playmakers on the outside on offense. That's just enough to get it done.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Clemson as well. Hats off to Sully though for going Auburn. I like that. Be bold, Sully. Uh, I don't know if, I don't know Loyalist. if he made those picks when he was still in the stadium this last week <laughs> in Atlanta.
1: No, no, I like Sidham. I like Sidham a lot. I think they're gonna they're gonna put up some points on that on that Clemson vaunted Clemson defense.
0: All right, Sully, you get a little raspy back there. You get some rest, buddy. Little oh, little rest.
1: Come, come on, on. Hey, A lot on. of screaming on Monday. Take, on Monday. Let's take. Had a care heart attack, yourself, please. Yeah, right there.
0: Uh, <laughs> you guys beat Georgia Tech. Congratulations. All right, big one, uh, Stanford USC, Bucky. This one was hard for me to.
2: Man, a lot of people jumping off the se bus. They're jumping off the wagon. They just. Yeah, Off. Yeah, and you one of them? And I'm off. <laughs> and I'm one of those guys. I'm off. I'm on Stanford. I got the Cardinal winning this one. Bryce Love has a big game. And I, I just worry. I, SC didn't look right. Yeah. And if they couldn't stop the run against Western Michigan, <sighs> what are they going to do when Stanford says, hey, we're running to power? There was a lot of over plays. Over and over again. There
0: was a lot of times during that game where they had uh, – uh, Josh Fatu for USC was in there, who's over 300 pounds. But then next to him was Rasheem Green, who I think is kind of naturally an end. Yeah. he's playing inside. Yeah. I'm guessing he's 270, 275. And then they had the two stand-up outside linebackers at 265. They, a, they, you, light. You play Stanford with one dude over 300 pounds in the trenches, that ain't going to go well. So, I mean, I'm sure SC will make some adjustments. Clancy, Clancy Pendergast will, will change some things up. But just on paper, I, I, I lean Stanford here. I think this, could be, this might be the only game USC loses. I just don't know if this is a great matchup for them. I'm going to go Stanford.
2: No, it's that and when we go and flip, Sam Darnold, we, we think is outstanding. His wide receivers are in for a challenge because the corners at Stanford, pretty good. They're yeah. going to challenge him a little bit. Let's see if they can separate. They were having a tough time separating early – in that Western Michigan game. They need to run the football.
0: If USC does win, they will be. They have to run the ball a little bit. And I'm telling you, backs and tight ends and even the slot, Deontay Burnett, yes. get involved in the passing game. Yes. I don't know how much work they're going to get done on the outside against those corners. So I think they, they have to work the middle of the field. And Sam Darnold, if he, he wins this one, uh, go a long way in helping his uh, his stock there with NFL teams. Uh, Buck, I don't know if you've seen this, but cool thing on NFL.com that yeah. we're doing now, every single week there's one player we're focusing on and we dispatch one of our great writers to go out there and they do this, this just – Unbelievable feature. We did one on Josh Allen the first week. I think Chadia did it. Uh, And then just recently, we did uh, one on Nick Chubb. And Chase Goodbread, our good buddy Chase, uh, went down there and wrote a a fantastic story on him. If you haven't seen it, please please go check it out. NFL.com slash Nick Chubb. All this entire series, it's going to just be the website, NFL.com slash the player's name. So you can find Josh Allen's there. As well, but Nick Chubb and the Georgia Bulldogs—how cool is this matchup? Going to South Bend to take on Notre Dame.
2: Well, I, I hope we didn't jinx Josh Allen last week. So I, I hope it, uh, jinx it Oh, it could be the jinx. I hope, I hope, it's, jinx. Not, I hope it's not the dot-com jinx with <laughs> Nick Chubb. But this is a compelling matchup. It's a compelling matchup because Georgia always has a lot of talent. Yeah, Herbie Smart is getting these guys going in the right direction. Have a young quarterback that has to play. From has Jake to take Fromm. over for Easton. So that means a lot of Nick Chubb early and often. Sony Michelle, yeah. They got backs. Yeah. They have backs. I don't know if they have enough. I'm going to go with
0: Notre Dame. You're going Notre Dame I'm going with Notre Dame. All right. Look, Nick Chubb, I I went back and watched the game this morning against App State, watched the tape of it, and I like, see a little giddy-up here. But I don't know if I saw that same giddy-up I saw from him as a, as a younger player. He is strong. He is powerful. He can pull through tackles. Needs a little bit of a runway to get going. Sonny Michelle gave him a little bit more of an explosive element. Juice. So, look, they, they have good backs. I just think when you look at Notre Dame, all the size of their weapons on offense, I think that could be a difference for them. And being at home is big. Uh, going to be a great atmosphere. I wish that would be a great one to go to. That would be a nice one to go but to. But I'm with you. I'm going to go with the Fighting Irish here, Notre Dame. Uh, any of the other guys uh, go outside of that? No, uh, oh, we got Sully and Kent, both Georgia. Both going with the dogs on the road. Hey, look. the Sully any ever time, pick against the SEC? No, any ever? an
2: SEC team, Sully, Sully's going to pick. He's a homer.
0: No, no.
1: I will absolutely pick against he's, an SEC he's, team. He's, I'll be I'll be rooting
0: he's, he's, he's like for Notre
1: Dame. Uh, I went to Notre Dame high school.
0: Oh, that doesn't count. No, 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 I'm just kidding.
1: The other Notre Dame high school, not Bucky's Notre Dame high school. Oh, uh, uh,
0: I, I see. Yeah. You. Wow. All right. Yeah. Hey, look. Let's look at. Let's run through the rest of the games here and see what yeah, we have got here. So, we'll just so, go through these and just tell you what the picks were. Um, we have got uh, Louisville, North Carolina. That's hard. I
2: went against. I went against. You them. went Louisville. I did. Wow, because I couldn't I, do I that. Saw his, I saw us play against Cal.
0: I couldn't do that. Uh, I went Louisville as well, but I would never go against my alma Mater. That's tough, Bucky.
2: Uh, it is tough. You better send. I can't it. You take You an extra check. MJ's gonna be there. MJ's gonna be there. He's gonna be a co-captain. <laughs> He's gonna be a co-captain. It's their origin of flight.
0: Oh, we've got Penn State, Pitt. Everybody likes Penn State. We've got. Let's see what else we got? TCU, Arkansas, Arkansas across the board, except for Kent. He went TCU, Nebraska, Oregon, Oregon across the board. BYU Utah, one of the underrated rivalries in B- college football. Have you,
2: have you seen I, BYU? I went
0: BYU. You went Utah. They almost lost to Portland State. That's fine. They, they look gonna bad. Fine. They're going to be fine. They look. Don't get hung and, up in week
2: one, you guys. And LSU.
0: LSU has a heck of a defense. That was a bad matchup.
2: Yeah, they're yeah. Gonna be, they're gonna I'm be, not worried about LSU. I'm talking about the Portland State game the first right. week. That was bad. They couldn't get a ball past midfield.
0: They're going to be fine. They're going to win. They're going to win this one. It's at BYU. And it's Rivalry the Holy game. War. Throw out, Holy throw War. Out everything. The Holy War. Boise State, Washington State. That's a good game. I almost went Boise State here. We all went Washington State. That was a tough one, though. Cougars. Uh, anyways, what a great slate of games. Looking forward
2: to it. What a fun weekend, man. NFL football, college football. I don't know that it gets much better than this, but... No, absolutely not. This is exactly what you look for. You want five star games on Saturdays and Sundays.
1: As our like friend you. Dave Damischek says, it's the footballiest time of the year, and we love it. <laughs> there
2: you
0: go, Dave. <laughs> well, nicely done. I tell you what, this has been a lot of fun talking football, NFL football, college football, making some predictions, none of which will ever happen. Uh, but we, we enjoy doing it here on Move the Sticks. Remember, you can catch check all of our content, video content, nfl.com slash mtsvideo, as well as youtube.com slash nfl. This has been Move the Sticks, presented by the Ford F-Series. We'll see you next time.